Devotion 1 From Devotions Upon Emergent Occasions This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org Recording by Father Ziley of Detroit Devotions Upon Emergent Occasions by John Donne Devotion 1 Insultus Morbi Primus The First Alteration The First Grudging of the Sickness 1. Meditation Variable and therefore miserable condition of man This minute I was well and am ill this minute I am surprised with a sudden change and alteration to worse, and can impute it to no cause, nor call it by any name. We study health, and we deliberate upon our meats, and drink, and air, and exercises, and we hew, and we polish every stone that goes to that building. And so our health is a long and a regular work. But in a minute a cannon batters all, overthrows all, demolishes all, a sickness unprevented for all our diligence, unsuspected for all our curiosity, nay, undeserved, if we consider only disorder, summons us, seizes us, possesses us, destroys us in an instant. O miserable condition of man, which was not imprinted by God, who, as he is immortal himself, had put a coal, a beam of immortality, into us, which we might have blown into a flame, but blew it out by our first sin. We beggared ourselves by hearkening after false riches, and infatuated ourselves by hearkening after false knowledge, so that now we do not only die, but die upon the rack, die by the torment of sickness, nor that only, but are pre-afflicted, super-afflicted with these jealousies and suspicions and apprehensions of sickness, before we can call it a sickness. We are not sure we are ill. One hand asks the other by the pulse, and our eyes ask our own urine how we do. O oh, multiplied misery! We die and cannot enjoy death because we die in this torment of sickness. We are tormented with sickness and cannot stay till the torment come. But pre-apprehensions and presages prophesy these torments which induce that death before either come. And our dissolution is conceived in these first changes, quickened in the sickness itself, and born in death, which bears date from these first changes. Is this the honor which man hath by being a little world, that he hath these earthquakes in himself, sudden shakings, these lightnings, sudden flashes, these thunders, sudden noises, these eclipses, sudden obfuscations and darkening of his senses, these blazing stars, sudden fiery exaltations, these rivers of blood, sudden red waters, is he a world to himself only therefore that he hath enough in himself not only to destroy and execute himself 
but to presage that execution upon himself, to assist the sickness, to antedate the sickness, to make the sickness the more irremediable by sad apprehensions, and, as if he would make a fire more vehement by sprinkling water upon the coals, so to wrap a hot fever in cold melancholy, lest the fever alone should not destroy fast enough without this contribution, nor perfect the work, which is destruction, except we joined an artificial sickness of our own melancholy to our natural or unnatural fever. O oh, perplexed discomposition! O oh, riddling distemper! O oh, miserable condition of man! 1. Expostulation If I were but mere dust and ashes, I might speak unto the Lord. For the Lord's hand made me of this dust, and the Lord's hand shall recollect these ashes. The Lord's hand was the wheel upon which this vessel of clay was framed, and the Lord's hand is the urn in which these ashes shall be preserved. I am the dust and the ashes of the temple of the Holy Ghost, and what marble is so precious? But I am more than dust and ashes. I am my best part. I am my soul. And being so the breath of God, I may breathe back these pious expostulations to my God. My God, my God, why is not my soul as sensible as my body? Why hath not my soul these apprehensions, these presages, these changes, these antidates, these jealousies, these suspicions of a sin, as well as my body of a sickness? Why is there not always a pulse in my soul to beat at the approach of a temptation to sin? Why are there not always waters in mine eyes to testify my spiritual sickness? I stand in the way of temptations, naturally, necessarily, all men do so, for there is a snake in every path, temptations in every vocation. But I go, I run, I fly into the ways of temptation, which I might shun. Nay, I break into houses where the plague is. I press into places of temptation, and tempt the devil himself, and solicit and importune them who hath rather be left unsolicited by me. I fall sick of sin, and am bedded and berid, buried and putrefied in the practice of sin, and all this while have no presage, no pulse, no sense of my sickness. O height, O depth of misery where the first symptom of the sickness is hell, and where I never see the fever of lust, of envy, of ambition, by any other light than the darkness and horror of hell itself, and where the first messenger that speaks to me doth not say, Thou mayest die, no, nor thou must die, but thou art dead, and where the first notice that my soul hath of her sickness is irrecoverableness, irremediableness, but, O oh my God, Job did not charge thee foolishly in his temporal afflictions, nor may I in my spiritual. Thou hast imprinted a pulse in our soul, but we do not examine it. 
a voice in our conscience. But we do not hearken unto it. We talk it out, we jest it out, we drink it out, we sleep it out, and when we wake, we do not say with Jacob, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I knew it not. But though we might know it, we do not, we will not. But will God pretend to make a watch and leave out the spring? To make so many various wheels in the faculties of the soul and in the organs of the body and leave out grace that should move them? Or will God make a spring and not wind it up? Infuse his first grace and not second it with more without which we can no more use his first grace when we have it than we could dispose ourselves by nature to have it. But alas, that is not our case. We are all prodigal sons, and not disinherited. We have received our portion, and misspent it, not been denied it. We are God's tenants here, and yet here He, our landlord, pays us rents not yearly, nor quarterly, but hourly and quarterly. Every minute he renews his mercy, but we will not understand lest we should be converted and he should heal us. Matthew 13, verse 15. 1. Prayer O eternal and most gracious God, who considered in thyself art a circle, first and last and altogether, but considered in thy working upon us art a direct line, and leadest us from our beginning through all our ways to our end. Enable me by thy grace to look forward to mine end, and to look backward too, to the considerations of thy mercies afforded me from the beginning, that so by that practice of considering thy mercy in my beginning in this world, when thou plantest me in the Christian church, and thy mercy in the beginning in the other world, when thou writest me in the book of life, in my election, I may come to a holy consideration of thy mercy in the beginning of all my actions here. That in all the beginnings, in all the accesses and approaches of spiritual sickness of sin, I may hear and hearken to that voice. O thou man of God, there is death in the pot. 2 Kings 4, verse 40. And so refrain from that which I was so hungrily, so greedily flying to. A faithful ambassador is health. Proverbs 13, verse 17. Says thy wise servant Solomon, Thy voice received in the beginning of a sickness, of a sin, is true health. If I can see that light betimes, and hear that voice early, then shall my light break forth as the morning, and my health shall spring forth speedily. Isaiah 58, 8 Deliver me, therefore, O my God, from these vain imaginations that it is an over-curious thing, a dangerous thing, to come to that tenderness, that rawness, that scrupulousness, to fear every concupiscence, every offer of sin, that this suspicious and jealous diligence will turn to an inordinate dejection of spirit and a diffidence in thy care and providence. 
but keep me still established, both in a constant assurance that thou wilt speak to me at the beginning of every such sickness, at the approach of every such sin, and that, if I take knowledge of that voice, then, and fly to thee, thou wilt preserve me from falling, or raise me again, when by natural infirmity I am fallen. Do this, O Lord, for his sake, who knows our natural infirmities, for he had them, and knows the weight of our sins. For he paid a dear price for them, thy Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. End of Devotion 1 Recording by Father Ziley, Detroit, Michigan, drzeile.net Recorded April 2009